welcome to the Wellbeing and Career World podcast. I'm delighted to be chatting with a gentleman born and raised in California. He's been studying and applying principles of entrepreneurship and investing since his early teens. Nathan is the owner and co-founder of several businesses and is always looking to push the boundaries of realistic in order to provide greater service to others. And today we'll be chatting about how to do what you love and make millions. A very well welcome to the podcast. I've asked Nathan about this before we record, so I'm making sure I don't make an, an idiot of myself. Mr. Nathan Gavandian. Did I say it correctly or am I wrong? You got it, yeah. Cool, super duper. That's five stars for me. We'll move on, Nathan. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Okie dokie, Nathan. I'll give you an introduction about who you are, what you are, and where you're from. So generally, tell us a little bit. Oh, actually, before I start, where are you right now on planet Earth? Yeah, so I'm actually living in Idaho. Idaho. So give give a geographical location or, or lesson to uh, if you're talking to an idiot like myself. Where exactly is that? So <laughs> if you if you paint paint that or point that in the United States of America, are we north, south, east, west, and make it in relation to points that people actually are aware of? So say New York, Los Angeles. Where are we on the map in, in terms of Idaho? Yeah, it's so it's northwest. Um, it's closer to the West coast than it is to the East, obviously. Um, it's just below Canada. So it's close to the top of the United States. Um, from Los Angeles, it's probably about a 20 hour drive. Oof, that's not Uh, good. (laughs) Yeah. North, it's kind of a North, Northeast, uh, drive, mostly North, pretty much close to straight up. So, and to make everybody jealous, what temperature do you have at the moment? Are we are we getting into the nice summer temperatures now? Um, it's about sixty eight or so, so it's not not super warm, but not not freezing. So well, that's, that's pleasant. That's not yeah. that's you're not burning your skin just yet. That's yeah, that's not exactly. that's not too bad. So I gave an introduction about yourself. So let us a little bit know more about your background. Yeah, definitely. So I actually was born and raised in California. So. Um, yeah, I was born over close to San, the San Francisco Bay Area, and I grew up in an entrepreneurial-minded family, and so I grew up around that. And um, you know, my dad was a business owner. Uh, I was actually homeschooled, so <laughs> you okay. Know, was that, what was that uh, like? Yeah, it was it was great. It was um, it definitely had its perks, but it also had its downsides. Um, I definitely personally, I believe the the perks outweigh the the downside or whatever you want to call that. Um, there, it was great because I could more or less determine um, the things I was going to learn and what I felt like I really needed to learn. Um, and that's not to say I didn't learn, you know, your basic geometry, algebra, um, reading, writing. I learned all that, um, but as far as other things, I was able to kind of, um, I guess, specialize in certain areas of that time. I can pick certain books that I wanted to read. Um, Obviously there were some requirements I had to comply with, but um, most of it was just in the interest of uh, bettering the rest of my life. You know what I mean? So. So, so the stereotype of being homeschooling, like in my mind, right? So mm-hmm. get this romantic picture out of my head. I mean, could you get out of bed anytime you wanted? Or was it a set routine that you were homeschooled, let's say, nine o'clock every morning, Monday to Friday? Is that how it worked? Um, so we had, a, we had a schedule. I mean, I could have defied it, you know, just like you can defy the schedule at school or whatnot, but you're going to get in trouble for it. Right. Um, 
it, I, for at least during my high school years, I attended a, a religious class early in the morning. Okay. So I was up for that. It began about 6.40 a.m. and went, you know, it was, it was about 50 minutes. And then from there, I pretty much just, you know, got up, got some breakfast and did my schoolwork. So um, high school was a bit easier because I had that class in the morning that I actually physically got out of bed, drove there and attended. Um, but as far as growing up, it was a bit more lenient. Um, I know my, my dad worked late and my mom wanted us to be able to, to spend time with my dad. And so we would get to stay up a bit later um, just so we wouldn't, you know, never see us kids. Right. So, but as far I'm, as the goes, we were, we were pretty, um, pretty good with the, with our scheduling. And would a teacher homeschool you or to be a family member? So for a while, it was actually my, my mother that did. Um, and then after that, it was pretty much, you know, here's a book. It has the lesson, read the lesson, learn the material. Let me know if you have any questions. Wow. As it, would, so. you, would, you, would you do all, then, all the exams like the SAT still and, and the high school test? Would, would you still follow that kind of curriculum or routine? Yeah, so I did actually do, I took the SAT to get into, because I needed to get into, um, I was applying for a certain college and that was required for that. So I studied for that, took that. Um, as far as like my high school diploma, I did do an online um, program for high school. So it was structured. It was, um, and there was specific things I needed to do to, to get that, to meet those requirements. But um, it was nice because I could set my own deadlines. Right. So I could just kind of do it at my own pace. Um, were, were, your, were your friends or your pals, were they dead jealous? Were they like, God, I wish I could, I could stay at home and be homeschooled. Or, I mean, <laughs> or, or did they feel kind of like over time that they see you that, well, maybe it's actually be nice being in school every day. I mean, how, how did they feel? How did that balance work? I think it depended on the the friend I was talking to. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> uh, some of them really, really enjoyed, you know, the football aspect and all that, you know, the homecoming, the proms, a lot of them enjoyed that. And, you know, me, I was, uh, I didn't care too much for that. I definitely had um, social interaction through my church and, you know, sporting leagues and through the city and things like that. Um, so I did get to attend certain things like that, but um, there were definitely some friends that were, just like, wow, you're super smart. You graduated. Cause I actually graduated a year early, Wow! Um, but it was, I mean, it's, it's different because you know, you're, you're setting your own deadlines. You can kind of just make your own decisions and it's not so much, okay, this is how it is. When you get to this point, you're this age. This right. happens. And so it's just different. Um, but it was just funny because some of them were, but others were, were definitely not. And they were glad to be, you know, in the public school system. Did you feel you missed out on anything? The reason I ask these questions because obviously mm -hmm. certain listeners might be thinking, or parents might be thinking, oh, you know, mm -hmm. I want to keep my child at home, homeschool them, or is it better? Did you feel yourself? Did you miss anything looking back? I mean, would you wish you did something that maybe you could have doing in a public school or a school environment that you didn't do at home? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Um, looking back, there are a few, there are, there are a few things that I would say um, I feel like would have been nice right. about, about the being in public school. But I personally, I don't feel that the, the upsides outweigh the downsides for me. Okay. Um, I, I wouldn't go back. Like if I, if I did go back, I wouldn't have sent myself to school. If right. Um, 
just because that's that's just me. That's kind of uh, my preference. And what about prom? Did you do the prom thing? Because we we see on TV all the time. It's it's the, the prom is the thing to do when you finish high school. Did you do the prom? You know, I I could have. <laughs> oh, could have, but you didn't. Uh, I, okay, <laughs> I could have. Yeah, I just kind of decided not to. I actually, yeah, it was. It's kind of kind of funny. I, I could have, but I just uh, opted opted not to. <laughs> you're, you're like myself. I didn't go to prom either. I was. I think I, there was a football game on TV, and I kind of it was around the time when we did the prom, and I kind of went, mm, "I'm more into football. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna watch the football instead of go to prom." Yeah. And I have no regrets. So we'll yeah. we'll, we'll we'll say nothing about that. Okay. So yeah. let's move on then. So we're talking today about the money side of things, you know, how to do what you love and, and make millions. So when did you start having a passion for this? So to, to try and make millions and, and do what you love. Was it from a young age or because your dad was in uh, was in business? And is that where, where the passion came from? You know, I think the passion began, uh, well, first off, my, my parents are both very passionate individuals. Right. Um. Hence the reason why they, they homeschooled us kids. Um, but I think it really began just with my passion for, for freedom. Um, okay. And it began with just intellectual freedom. So just for instance, me being able to choose what I was going to study or what I was going to focus on um, even before college or the university level. Um, that's where it kind of began. But it didn't really, I guess, take root completely until I was actually in my second year of college. Um, I had begun attending a university and there was a semester, my last semester, actually, I was taking some courses at the time. I was only taking online courses or virtual courses, um, actually due to the the pandemic. Right. And I, I started thinking like, you know, I can if, if I can learn all this stuff virtually, like, why can't I just teach myself certain things? You know, obviously there's certain things you need to learn from, you know, on the college level, university level, you know, certain certifications, you need that time in class with the professional. Um, but certain skills and the skills that I wanted to acquire, I just kind of identified like, yeah, I don't, I don't really need, need that. I mean, if I'm determined enough and I'm passionate enough, I can, I can go and I can learn it myself. And that's kind of when I identified um, the lifestyle I wanted to live and determined that the actions I was taking weren't really in line with that. Right. And so that's, it, it took me a little while actually, because I had to change my, my way of thinking, my paradigm. Okay. Because prior to that, I had kind of lived by the, <laughs> there's an old adage that says, give me liberty or give me death. Right. <laughs> but there's, it was funny because at the time, at the time I basically lived with the, lived by the adage of give me a college education or give me death. Right. Okay. <laughs> and, and it was interesting because I really had to change my way of thinking. And after I changed that, I was able to change my plan of action. And that's kind of where we are today. Um, what Nathan, it was kind of, it's kind of interesting, your, your way of thinking, I mean, was there a light bulb moment or something that kind of sparked the change? I mean, did you think, okay, why am I doing this when I should be doing that? I mean, what, what was there a moment that kind of changed that thinking? There was, there actually was, it was, it's funny. I was, I was in my parents' living room and I was watching an interview with Robert Kiyosaki. 
Okay. Uh, an author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and other you know, other financial uh, education books. And he was just talking about how just the education system, you know, at least in, in America, um, kind of just trains people to be a nine to five employee. Right. And I, I kind of identified like, yeah, I don't know if that's really me. Okay. And I just sat there kind of thought about it and I was like, wait, but like, that's, that's my whole, <laughs> that's my whole life. Like, that's my way of thinking. That's everything I've been planning on. Like, how is that? <laughs> how am I going <laughs> to, how am I going to change this, this late in the game, you know? And yeah, that was kind of the light bulb for me, just where I really questioned my reality. So can I ask you then, and this is a bit off topic, and you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. I'll, I'll probably I'll ask it in a certain way, like in your opinion then, right? Um, in case people got a bit crazy or nuts with, with this question or, or how, do you, how it's answered. In your <laughs> opinion, is going to college then, in your own opinion, a waste of money and time? Considering the amount of investment that you make in going to college and the amount of money you have to pay back and you may not get a return in the career. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. I honestly, for some people, yes. Right. For some people, I don't think it is. Um, I think it just all depends on where your mindset is at and what you're open to. Right. Um, if you're open to being a little more diligent in learning it outside of class, then yeah, I think it's a waste of money. And if, you know, if you're not going into, you know, a medical position or to be a doctor or a nurse or a lawyer or something in, you know, in that kind of um, where you need certain, certain requirements, certain criteria, you need to meet that in order to be able to be compliant and if, and um, effective in that position. But I, I think for some people it is a waste of money. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's an interesting one because there was I was this is all hearsay obviously, but there was mm-hmm. I was researching. I think doctors, um, I think they invest so much money. I don't know, but it was it was like two hundred fifty thousand, three hundred thousand dollars, I think it was. And uh, instead of actually getting the return of investment that they made into college to train to be a doctor, they find themselves having to leave a certain country because the country is not giving them the financial reward that the training has they thought would provide. So they find themselves having to go to a different country to try and get that money back, if you know what I mean. So it's kind of interesting to see that, um, you know, we, we, it's nice to say you can go to college and it's nice to say you can get an education, but if you're going to have, as I say, the rope around your neck in terms of paying back these loans and you're not getting mm-hmm. the money back, like I don't know, obviously that's up to people's decision and opinion, I'm not telling anybody don't do it, but it's interesting to get a different perspective. So let's jump right in here, Nathan. Is it easy to make millions? <laughs> that's kind of, a, that's kind, of a, kind of a loaded question. I think it depends. <laughs> so tell um, us, how, how easy is it to make millions? <laughs> well, you know, I think it's, it really depends on, on your perspective. You know, for some people it's easy for some people, it's like impossible. Right. Um, depends on how passionate you are. Um, you know, if you're trying to do it without hard work and without being goal oriented, no, I'd say it's not easy. Um, but you know, there's certain laws of the universe and not to get super abstract or anything, but 
there's certain things that if you do, you'll get a certain result. Right. Um, you know, for, to name to name one, the law of transmutation, where it basically just says any thought you're thinking will begin to transform and transmute itself into the physical world. Um, if you think about it long enough and mix emotion with it, it'll eventually materialize. So can so I that's ask just one of them? So your day, right? So you say you sample your typical day. So you talk about hard work and investing time, you know, to make more money for your typical day, say as an entrepreneur or a business person, are you talking about you have to exceed expectations in terms of, because we see a lot of this stuff on social media and I'll be honest with you, personally speaking, I get tired of it where you see the guys are like, Oh, get a side hustle or, or you're going to make, I make 10 grand a week and I'm doing on a computer marketing. I, I honestly, I don't know. I get so confused what they're talking about, but yeah. are you talking about that? Is that the reality of making more money or making millions? What these individuals are saying or as you said just there you have to put the work in um i personally i believe it needs to be more of a personal growth endeavor right. um if you're in it for the money it's it's not going to last you know we hear about people you know they win the lottery and then they go broke or right. you hear about these athletes they they make millions of dollars during their career and then they just lose it all they're broke um it's in many cases, it's just the mindset. Um, the premise of my book is that it's not necessarily what you're doing, but how you're doing it. Right. And so, you know, there's obviously different things you can do that put you in more of a, an environment that's conducive to, you know, to higher income, to, to raising the amount in your bank account. But um, it, if you can never see yourself and feel those emotions um, now that you will feel when you're in a position of wealth or authority, um, it, it'll never happen. And so a lot of, a lot of what I do is building my mind and my own personal, um, my only personal development, um, whether that's through books or through podcasts, through meditation. Um, a lot of that is begins there. And as you grow your mind, it'll begin to move into the physical, the physical world around you. Do you think Nathan? So it's very interesting to listen to you there. Can say a person of high education, say for example, a doctor, mm -hmm. uh, a lawyer, a pilot, or just to name a few, can they mm -hmm. make as much money? as someone who may not have the same qualification if they put their mind to it. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, our, our biggest limitation is, you know, people say the biggest limitation is the one you put on yourself. And I know that's, that's cliche, um, but it's true. And it's, and it's interesting because in, in many countries, um, the highest paid individuals are the ones that pay the highest taxes. Yes. Well. And so, there's a way, you know, if you do certain things, if you follow certain tax codes be given by the government, you can make, you know, maybe you're making less, but you're keeping more. So you're making essentially just as much as a doctor or a pilot or a nurse or, you know, whatever profession. So is, could the trick be that if you make a certain amount of money, because you obviously go to this, the higher level. So say, for example, you start with 20% tax up to a certain earning and then you go to 40% tax. Is the trick is to stay below that level? 
or should you try and aim as high as possible to get into the next round of 40% tax to earn more? Or are you really earning more? I mean, you're working harder, but mm-hmm. do you earn more? I mean, what, what would be your, your opinion on that? Um, my opinion is that tax codes that are given are incentives. Okay. Um, and the government is incentivizing its citizens to do certain things that they necessarily either don't have enough money to do or just don't want to do because they're just not quite as good at it as normal people. Right. Um, and so that's kind of my opinion there. I'm not an accountant or anything. So, I, you know, all the technical things I'm not, um, you know, terribly keen on. I have different people in my, um, you know, in my, uh, my circle that, that kind of specialize in that. But I do know that um, there are certain things that we can do to not just make more, but keep more. Keep more. Yeah. Okay. So if there is any skeptics listening, skeptics out there, so how can you convince them then to do what they love and make make money or or make millions. Uh, have, have you got a step-by-step plan or uh, how does it all start? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the famous so have, question. Have, yeah, no, totally. I have two things that I'd say. The first is if you're a skeptic listening, identify your passion. That's the first thing. That's, that's what I did. I kind of identified, okay, what's the lifestyle I want to live and which vehicle do I want to ride that's going to get me there? So identify your passion and then figure out a definite chief aim or goal. You know, Napoleon Hill talks about that in his book, Think and Grow Rich. Um, it's essential. If you're not, if you don't have a, a white, if your desire isn't hot as, you know, the red, the, the white heat, you know, the fire, the blue flame, whatever you want to call it. If it's not hot enough, if it's not big enough, um, it's not going to happen. And so a lot of times, you know, there are hard days. Um, but if you're, I mean, if you're a skeptic, I'd just say, just try it. You know, I'm, like I said, I'm a religious person. There's a, um, you know, an adage or a verse that just says, you know, if you want to, if, if, if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine. And so basically, you know, if you want to know something, you got to try it. And if you don't, you, you won't know until you try it. And so, you know, what, what harm would it do to just discover your passion, learn what you love? And, you know, start thinking of different angles, different ways to do it and become profitable with it. Do you think, Nate, maybe in your own opinions, do you think that you mentioned there that you had that, like, the light bulb moment. Um, Do you think we're programmed now, possibly in society, that when we see the media on the TV and it's promoting, say, college places, it's promoting certain companies or certain brands that we're, we just become so fixated on that, that we, we forget to have that reality, like the light bulb moment that you went, that, that you, you experienced. I mean, is, 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 is everything just set up at the moment that it's just kind of like, it's just more of an easier flow to say, look, okay, you go to high school, then we go to college after college, then, we get a job after we get a job, we get married, possibly we have kids, you know, mm-hmm. it's also be pre-programmed in our minds that that's the process we have to take. So how then if somebody's listening to this, then can they get out of that 
pre-programmed, take a little risk? Or is it risky <laughs> what we're talking about here? I mean, I is there a risk involved? There's definitely a risk involved. Right. Yeah, I think it just... Um, the, the key here, and I, I learned this actually from Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's, um, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's, he's pretty big into neuroscience and um, how our thoughts actually change our biology. Okay. And it's interesting because, you know, they've done studies on it and everything. But what, one of the things he teaches is that in order to change our life or to, to move forward, or to get off of this, you know, that conveyor belt sort of thing, you know, like we, like what you were, you know, kind of alluding to with you know, yeah. the news or the media or whatever it is. Um, one of the biggest things we got to do is just to become conscious of our unconscious thoughts. And what I mean by that is, you know, when we're in the shower, for example, you know, something we do frequently, hopefully, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, a lot of times when we're doing things, we usually do, you know, maybe driving in the shower, like we, we kind of just, you know, time kind of disappears. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, we get lost in thought. We, we aren't consciously thinking of, okay, like, am I, I'm turning the car here or, okay, I'm, you know, washing my hair or like whatever it is. Um, we, we just kind of go unconscious. And um, yeah, sorry, go, go, go ahead. I was going to say, it just takes an effort. A, a conscious effort to to become conscious of those thoughts and be able to kind of just control those so we can kind of just control our own environment our own life our own reality so what then can if somebody was to buy your 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 purchase your book open mind education so it has good reviews on amazon and mm-hmm. what can they expect from it so from from the beginning to the end is it a journey that you're bringing them through? Is it your journey or is it tips and hints of, of how they can successfully do something they love and, and make, make a bit of money? So it's really to give them perspective. You know, I kind of go through my story. I share bits and pieces here and there in various chapters. Um, we actually just begin the book with a brief history of why um, and how we got to where we are in the education system. At least, you know, in, in, we focus on kind of the United States education system, at least for the history part in chapter one. Yeah. Um, but the principles are, you know, universal. They're across the board. Um, and so just to give a little bit of background, we kind of go through the history starting off. Um, and then after that, we kind of take them, take you through, you know, we start with the mindset, you know, because that's obviously the first part. You know, if, if you have the money, but you don't know what to do with it, then it doesn't really matter if you have the money or not. Um, so we start with the mindset and help our readers understand that you have to think like a wealthy individual to become a wealthy individual. Right. And after that, we go, we go into a little more of the technical knowledge of, okay, you have real estate, you've got stocks, you've got whatever, like, you know, you, you just kind of got to figure out what's right for you based on the life you want to live and um, where you want to end up. So we're going to go through there and then we go through some other things, you know, like, you know, mentorship or networking or, um, you know, just winning the battle between your ears and things like that, just about controlling your thoughts. And so a lot of it is a, is, um, a collection of tips and tricks to be able to, um, to get to that level and live the life that you, you do really want to live. And is the book, has it been designed or created on 
your own experiences or have you researched it from different angles or different possibilities as well? Um, it is primarily from from my personal experience, but I mean, I have studied you know, since my early teens um, just the lives of successful people and just how they got there, what they did, how they thought, how they acted, um, and just kind of taken a lot of a lot of their their wisdom and their knowledge and kind of just kind of compiled it into one one book. And so um, kind of mix that with, with my personal um, experiences and, and learnings. And that's kind of how we got the, the open-minded education. And listeners, they, 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 your book is available. Is it mainly on Amazon or can you purchase it uh, at other stores or is it mainly online? Yeah. So it, it is on Amazon. Um, there, there's the Kindle and paperback uh, available. So um, if you do want to get it digitally or instantly, there is that option. Um, at the present, we are working on getting it in stores. Um, and so that's kind of where we're, where we're at on our, on our publishing journey here. We self-published it. We didn't go through a, any specific publisher um, just so we could maintain the, the freedom behind, um, you know, when we want to print it, where we want to print it and things like that. Yeah, no, sure. Totally get that. I mean, very nosy. I'm Nathan at the moment. I'm on your uh, website, openmindededucation.com. <laughs> and um, it has a review of, of the book or an explanation. You have other blog posts, which is how to hedge against inflation, five ways to build wealth without a degree, four ways to control your thoughts. So uh, how to find the perfect mentor. So you have some really excellent information. So start me off then. How, if an individual or a corporation wants to get in touch with you, and um, how does how does the system all work and what services do you provide exactly yeah there's so i mean there's a contact um a contact on the the website if you'd like to to get us get in touch with us that way um that's probably the the best way just sending us a quick email through there um as far as services we provide i know my my brother and i we're the ones so we we co-authored the book together and we're currently working on online courses Okay. For our, our readers to to get a bit more of uh, you know the technical side of things, you know how to build a credit score, how to to truly you know set goals and discover your passion, and um, how to budget in order to invest, um, you know for normal individuals that aren't maybe aren't high high earning individuals um, to get to that level of of uh, you know where you are making millions, and so that's probably the. The best way is just on the website through the email. Um, there is a, a group on Facebook, the Open-Minded Education Community. Um, so, you know, if, if you go on Facebook, just search that, it'll come up. Um, but otherwise, um, yeah, look forward to to uh, hearing from, from them. And Oh, yeah, people forward. get in touch. I mean, I'm going to be really cheeky here, but look at your photograph of you and your brother on your website. And Joshua is your brother, is that correct? Yes. So you look super young. <laughs> this is no <laughs> this is no disrespect. And yes. I have a lot of admiration for you both. I'm not going to ask your age because there was a there was a a host a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago on, on Irish TV, and he asked somebody their age. And the response he got, um, I was kind of surprised about because it came across as if the person wasn't too happy being asked her age. So I'm not going to ask you your age just in case I get a similar response. But that being said, um, you both look very young, but but super 
impressed and uh, how how you've put this book together, how you have the website, and how you're proceeding um, with with this with this career and providing information uh, to others around the world. So you deserve a, a big a big pat on the back uh, for that one. When you look at somebody like, and I'm going to mention this because I I have great admiration in. Uh, Elon Musk, for example, and um, right. would he be somebody that you would look up to in terms of what he has done, what he is doing, and he's kind of, you know, I think it was his PayPal, and then and then he he sold PayPal, and then he invested in and in, in, I think he's a boring company, SpaceX, and so on. And um, mm-hmm. would would he be somebody that you would want to be like? Is that what we're looking at here? Because talking to you now, that's my Impression. I don't know you, but I'm getting that picture in my head that you have that potential. Does this make sense? Yes, it does. Yes, and there's. I mean, Elon definitely has qualities that that I you know strive to emulate. You know, there's certain things about him that that I definitely admire. I don't. I don't know him personally, obviviously, but we'd love um, to know him personally, wouldn't we? <laughs> yes. No. Definitely. definitely. Give us a call, Elon. Give me a call. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Please do. I'll leave my leave my number in the. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, but what he does, I mean, it's t- talking to you now, as I said, seeing your, your, your picture, you and your brother, um, mm-hmm. Joshua, it has, I mean, I'm only seeing a little sample or talking right. to you of who you are. And, mm-hmm. but I, I get the impression from you that you have this, you have this drive, you have motivation inside you that you, you obviously have something maybe in your mind and I'd love to interview you again in a few years time because I just have this picture that you're you're going to go higher and higher, um, and it'd be just so interesting to see the next level you've made in a few years time. Now, don't get me wrong, Aiden, you've probably made billions by then. You're probably like, I'm not going <laughs> to talk to this guy. Would you go off out of that? I'm going to talk to CNN <laughs> or NBC or whoever it is, uh, Jay Leno or oh, no, he's not he's not around anymore. Um, uh, Jimmy Kimmel and stuff like that. So you're probably going to be like, you know, but is, is this the picture I'm getting? Am I Is my perception correct or similar to what you're aspiring to be? You know, I'm just going to say this, you know, we, we stand on the shoulders of giants, you know, it's not, you know, wherever we, we end up, you know, obviously, you know, we have certain goals that, you know, I have certain goals that I'm aiming towards. Um, and it, it's quite possible. It's quite possible. Um, uh, as, as in terms of, you know, where I'll end up, you know, I have, I kind of live by, I guess, the concept of cybernetics. And I don't know if you're super familiar with that, but cybernetics just comes from a Greek word that basically just means to steer. And so anytime, you know, you have a ship that goes off course, it course corrects. Yeah. You know, you have the plane that goes off course, it course corrects. And, you know, we use it when we walk, you know, we're walking down the street, you know, we kind of, we don't walk in a perfectly straight line, you know, we kind of go to the side and then we get back to the, the direction we're, we're heading. And so that's kind of how I, how I live, you know, we, I, I, we all, you know, we fail and we mess up, but, you know, it's just a matter of getting back up and getting back on course towards that goal. And so, you know, whether that's me and <laughs> in however many X amount of years, then, you know, awesome. Um, but I know that, uh, it's, you know, wherever my, where I have my goals or where I'll be ended up. So, you know, I'd love to <laughs> again, chat with you in a few years and talk about the progress and see where, you know, where, where you've, how far you've come and how, where, where I'm at. So, 
Oh, don't worry about me. I, I'll be still doing the podcast. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be away. You'll be far away. But t- tell me this. I mean, what, 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 what's in your mind at this moment in time? What do you see as? I mean, we keep. Well, I, I keep going back to Elon generally, but I mean, he obviously had his vision. I mean, what is? It? Do you have a vision? I mean, does Joshua, your brother, have a vision? I mean, what do you see the future in terms of? space what do you see the future in terms of transport in medical healthcare? is this is this part of your vision or is it specifically you know do what you enjoy and make money or do you see yourself pushing the boundaries um we definitely see ourselves pushing the boundaries you know we we hope and work and have a vision for the day when you know hospitals aren't necessarily run by administrators but run by people that you know truly uh, you know, don't run it as a business, but as a, a care facility, if you know what I mean. Yes. Uh, there's, there's certain things, you know, what, you know, I'm not too keen on the whole transportation and, and eventually, you know, our ideas will change that, but it's, our, our vision is to revolutionize the, the mindset of the people behind the word education. Right. To, to build one's mind, not fill it with facts. Right. Okay. That's, that's, a, no, that's an interesting uh, statement. No, that's, that's, I, I, I totally get that. And do, do you, I mean, Joshua, I mean, we don't have Joshua here to answer himself. What, what's mm-hmm. his, is he a younger brother? Is he yes, younger? Yes. So yes, what's yes. his outlook then again? I mean, was he similarly homeschooled and did, what type of, what's his inspiration and motivation as well? Other than the book, if we move aside from the book, and open-minded education but is he would he be similar like of having the likes of elon and all these uh, people pushing the boundaries at the moment would, would that would that inspire him very much so yes yeah he's he's definitely you know we kind of have the same same vision same motive um you know it's kind of kind of interesting you know we, we do have a very similar upbringing obviously you know we have the same parents you know different experiences and many things many cases um, but his motivation, his vision is very, um, very much paralleled with mine. That's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So I'm going to ask you something else now. So what about, say there's somebody listening to this right now, and I kind of ask this question a lot, but this, we're, in a, we're in a stage of the world where it's probably quite negative, depending what part of the world that you're in. And mm. people are probably struggling with, either money because all you hear about is you hear like about wars you hear about recession you hear mm-hmm. about inflation inflation you hear about a lot of negativity what would you say to somebody now to try and motivate them to drive them um pretty much similar to what you're doing yourself mm-hmm. what, what what would you say to them if they're kind of very feeling low they're on the floor so to speak and they're kind of like, Gee, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this job anymore, but I got to pay the bills. And you know, what, what, what suggestion or advice have you got for him? Well, I'd start off with asking him a question. I'd ask him, what do you want? Mm-hmm. You know, simple question. You know, what do you, what do you want? You know, what's your ideal world look like for you? And, you know, from there, my response will be very much personalized based on what they want and how they see themselves living. Um, and then after that, you know, I might go into some general <laughs> response of, you know, don't let your environment control you. Right. I, I've, you know, it was interesting. I was listening to, to Jim Rohn 
Uh, he's a you know entrepreneur, public speaker, motivational um, author, and such. But he he said, you know, in during the depression, you know, things you know things weren't too expensive, or you know, with inflation, things aren't too expensive. The problem is you just can't afford them. Yes, like it's 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 just a change of mindset, and you know, in some ways, it's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow because you know in some cases like yeah it's 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 too expensive but and in some cases like well i mean all I, you can't unless you're going to do something about it it doesn't do any good really dwelling on it or thinking about it and so if you're not going to take action to change it might as well take action and change your mindset so that you are actually you know enjoying life instead of just enduring going through it do you think Nathan, in your own opinion again just in case I get an email to say, how dare you ask that question? Um, <laughs> do you think that, in your own opinion, we've become kind of spoiled a little bit in terms of what we see, what other people have, especially on social media where, you know, my neighbor has a nice car and then we fall into that rut of why can't I have that? And, you know, how come they have this and I'm working hard? And does it still go back then to the mindset again that, you know, if you want something, you got to go and get it? Uh, yes. Uh, so oh, wait, short, okay. short, answer is, short answer is yes. Um, it's interesting. You know, I see, I see different things um, and hear different things, you know, social media, all that, all that jazz. Yeah. All that <laughs> but, jazz. <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting because you have, you know, the, the people that really don't have a whole lot of money, you can kind of tell because they'll, they'll go out and they'll, they'll, they'll dress in super crazy, nice clothes. They'll buy, you know, whatever, you know, Gucci belt or whatever they got, you know, they, they'll, they'll dress um, with all this, all this stuff. And then, you, you know, some of the wealthiest people will go out in sweatpants and flip-flops. Yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah. You see that a lot, um, especially on flights. You see in business yeah. class and first class are walking on under their t-shirts and flip-flops. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I think, I think that takes a lot of, um, I guess, just a lot of mental maturity Yes. Um, to not get caught up in, you know, the material world. Yes. Uh, but I guess it just goes back to, you know, if money is your primary motivation, it's going to be a long, long road. Um, and it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be nearly as meaningful. You know, you have people that are wealthy and people that are rich. You know, yes. rich people end up, um, you know, with a lot of money, but, you know, maybe they, have are terrible with relationships or terrible with, you know, their family. They spent way too much time on their business and didn't give their family enough time. Um, or, you know, you have people that are wealthy who truly, you know, focus on the different aspects of their life and are able to kind of boost them all simultaneously, if that makes sense. No, no, to totally does. We, we have a statement uh, here or a saying, it's kind of a bit, not to say rude, but crude. I'm going to kind of modify a little bit. The statement mm -hmm. that we use is for coat, and no underwear. Does that make sense? <laughs> so it's a bit more of a nicer way of saying it, but generally what it is is that you see people that have the nice gear, the nice clothes, but underneath it all, they have nothing. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a strange, uh, it's like keeping up with the Joneses, I think they used to say years ago. Um, probably well before your time, uh, Nathan. I'm, I'm an old man now, but anyway, well before your time. And um, so what then... So if somebody was getting in touch with you, so they can get in touch with you now on, on your website and are you doing all the, the typical social media, like your TikToks, are you dancing on TikTok and stuff like that with your book in hand? <laughs> or is it? 
You know, I haven't haven't done any dancing on TikTok yet. No, you know, I've, been, I've been I've been contemplating that one. Yeah, get, get Joshua to do it. Yeah, he'll he'll do it. Have him as a yeah, maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll have him head head that up. <laughs> There's a rumor going around. He's a great dancer. And um, so if yeah, so if 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 somebody wants to get in touch with you or an organization wants to get in touch with you, generally the website is the place to go. Is it? Yes. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Great. So anyway, it's been it's been a pleasure chatting to you. Um, it's up on my mind. I have to say, uh, I'll put the links in for Nathan's. Uh, website and for the book as well which you can purchase on amazon it has great reviews and uh i, I i'm i'm 100% sure talking to you now that you're going to do even amazing things and uh, hopefully you'll you'll take the time out and in, in years to come that you'll come back and, and have a chat with me and, and we'll find out what's going on with yourself and joshua um but if i mean here's a question before we go would if Elon Musk was to call you tomorrow, would you work for him? Uh, I wouldn't work for him. No, you wouldn't. Okay, can I ask why? Because <laughs> uh, I'm I don't see myself as an employee. My oh, my wow. goal is you know to stay you know stay as a, a business owner, entrepreneur, um, you know history maker. I definitely would would you know have lunch with him. I'd love to learn some things from him. Yes, um, but I, I would never work for him. No, that's amazing. No, I mean, that's because uh, I probably turn around maybe because of the, um, do you know, you have admiration for a lot of like sports stars or movie stars. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love Tom Cruise um, and mm-hmm. I'm a big aviation fan yeah. and he inspired me into aviation. And uh, obviously there's a new Top Gun movie coming out next week. Yeah. And if he said to me tomorrow, Dave, come and work me as my PA. I go, okay. <laughs> because, <laughs> because that's because I've seen him through through as a young age in Top Gun and in other movies, but Top Gun specifically. And now with this movie coming out now, I'm so excited. So it's kind of interesting that I would just go, okay, yes, Tom, I'll be your PA. But <laughs> Elon Musk would come in and say to you, would you work for me on SpaceX or or something else or the you know the Starship program? Or and you you would you would say no, you want to stay true to yourself and, and be your own boss. Yeah. I mean, business, business partner, you know, I consider it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Elon, if you're ever listening to this by accident, <laughs> you're, more than, you're more than welcome. Uh, Nathan, Nathan is better. Joshua will, uh, will, will go into partnership with us. It's fascinating that, that, that it's great listening to you because you're, you're very determined and you're focused on what, on what you want. Um, but generally that's all for me to say is just thanks so much to, uh, I'm going to pronounce this correctly again. I hope so. Uh, Nathan Gavandian, um, super duper, uh, <laughs> extraordinary entrepreneur. I'm going to I'm going to tell him that anyway. Um, and I'll hopefully chat with Nathan again in, in the years to come, and and uh, we can review what he's been doing. And you'll probably see him probably in the media before he comes back on anyway. But uh, well done, Nathan, and uh, thanks so much for chatting with me on the uh, Wellbeing and Career Work podcast today. Well, thanks so much, David, for having me. I appreciate it. No, no, my pleasure.